Hello and welcome to another episode of Criticast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Robert Holson, co-founder and CCO of Attestant Limited, and Steve Berryman, co-founder and technology and strategy advisor to Attestant Limited. Attestant Limited is a Ethereum 2 staking company. Hi Robert and Steve, great to have you on. Hi, Hi James. Thanks, thanks Hi, for having James. us. So there's a lot of noise currently going on, uh, going the rounds on the move from the Ethereum 1 to the Ethereum 2 protocol, but I'm not sure that that many people actually understand what's really going on. Can you please outline the changes which are happening to the Ethereum protocol? Uh, sure. I mean, I think the one thing to realise, it is a new chain. Um, Ethereum 1 was they've been adding new features since it was released in 2015. But they were hoping, or the initial plan was to build the new features onto Ethereum 1. But within five years, it start, Ethereum 1 starting to creak and they realized trying to go back to the old code base and patching it and putting new stuff in was becoming harder and harder. So a hard decision was made to create a completely new chain and being able to make the assets fungible across the two chains. And that had a number of advantages. You could see uh, a lot of the peer-to-peer, low-level te- technology had uh, had got very old, and there were standards out to do it, so it could just be replaced. We could just, just with starting with the new peer-to-peer software. So, um, so Ethereum 2 was born at this thing of being a, a new chain. And really, the goal, there were two major features of this new chain. But the one problem we've all known about is scalability. And mm. it's very hard to make blockchain scalable just because the way they work, they are very serial in nature. And every computer that's involved has to, has to participate and value every transaction. So there's been various different ways of being able to try to improve performance. Um, and what, one of them is uh, a thing called sharding. So Ethereum 2 has got two new features. It's the sharding feature, and the other thing is proof of stake. So the sharding feature is really multiple chains with a backbone because we know that we can't do things in parallel easily because of the double spend problem. What effectively shards are are independent chains that sync sync via this backbone, which is called the beacon chain. And that enables us to be able to do things in parallel as long as they don't need to cross-reference other shards. Otherwise, there has to be a synchronization event. So in the first version of Ethereum uh, in phase one, you'll actually have 64 shards. So in theory, we could do 64 times as much transactions as the original Ethereum one chain. Um, And that really is uh, the big, big upgrade. Uh, there will be more shards, but the, the first release will be 64 shards. Um, the other key feature is moving away from proof of work. Uh, if you're aware of the way Bitcoin works, it's, it uses huge amounts of power, and that is to, to come to consensus on the network. And that consensus is used an algorithm called proof of work, and it does use an enormous amount of energy. Um, a lot of the newer chains are moving to proof of stake, which doesn't require the, the energy. But what it does require is that for, for people that are creating blocks, they have to put a stake up. And if they lie, 
that state gets slashed. So it's a different algorithm, but the, the, the algorithm's intention, as with all blockchains, is to try and get consensus on the chain, where the power of work is, is by proving you've done a, uh, a long calculation, where proof of stake is to prove you've got a stake, and if you then do, you try to do something bad on the network, like double spend, you'll get penalised for that. So that's the two key things that Ethereum 2 uh, brings. And as of yesterday, the, third, the, the rollout has been split into phases from phase zero to phase two. And phase zero is the launch of, a, of a, a contract on Ethereum 1, which is the starting point for uh, Ethereum 2. And it's almost like the, the, the Genesis block will get created from this contract. And that started um, uh, yesterday, which was the 4th of November. Um, and at this point, people can now uh, take their Ether in Ethereum 1 and join the Ethereum 2 uh, staking. Uh, they won't receive rewards until the, the chain starts to kick off, which will be about 1st of December. But the process is, you know, the development has been going on for a long time and the process is about to start. And it seems so effectively that the Ethereum 2 is is an is a upgrade effectively to Ethereum 1. One of the interesting points you mentioned is the idea of moving to a new chain. Will you please just sort of elaborate on that further? I mean, is it one of those things where you can switch from Ethereum 1 to Ethereum 2, then back to Ethereum 1? No. Uh, no, you can't, you can't do that. Um, Ethereum 1 will still carry on running. So that's the thing, is to think of them as two independent chains. At some point in the future, that won't be the case. But in the near future, Ethereum 1 will carry on running, and Ethereum 2 will run uh, along its side. In fact, the, the proposal is for Ethereum 1 to become a shard of Ethereum 2 eventually. Um, but this, this is where things, you know, the way it's done is they've made a lot of decisions that it's only a one-way thing. So in order to stake, you need 32 Ether. And you, what you have to do today is you have to go and put that 32 Ether with a few other parameters into this deposit contract on Ethereum 1. And that is a one-way transaction. That will go locked into that contract on ETH1 and never come out again. But what it does do is it broadcasts an event and that event says that you have added 32 Ether into that deposit contract. And that will be that event will be used to know that you've got a right of 32 Ether in Ethereum 2. So when Ethereum 2 starts, you will have that allocation in, in that Ethereum 2. The other thing to know is once the chain starts, that is called phase zero. And phase zero, you can't do anything apart from... It's just the infrastructure. It's just basically the the chain, the beacon chain, which is the backbone chain, just synchronizing with itself effectively. There's nothing else going on. So you can't withdraw your ether. Even though you're making rewards on your ether, you can't withdraw it until phase 1.5. So that could be uh, a year away or maybe longer because that part of the code has not been developed yet. So... Phase zero has just kicked off. By December, you'll start getting rewards, and we may not see till the end of 2021, maybe even 2022. 
for you to have the ability to be able to, to then withdraw. So, in, so anybody getting involved with this at this stage, they are going to get higher rewards. The rewards will be, be around 22% within the first month. Uh, and it will go down as more people get involved. So you do get the benefit of higher rewards, but but there's a lot of risk because you know this is being developed as we go along. You know we're uh, this it's not like it's finished. It's the first steps finished, and you're um, you're, you're 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 in the pipeline. But there, you know there's a lot of lot of risk. So it's really for the early adopters who who are keen to see Ethereum to push forward so so phase zero is gone we're launched we're ready to go december we'll, we we expect to see the launch of the beacon chain um then phase one will be it'd be sometime in 2021 and that doesn't enable you to be able to move either it will introduce shards so they will, they will introduce these 64 shards so they're basically 64 separate chains which will synchronize with the beacon chain and then a little bit after that, we should have phase 1.5, which should be the point that people can then start to transfer their ethers in and out and you know, sell them or, or do what they want to do with it. But people must realize that if they're entering into this pipeline, you know, they could not, they might not be able to get their ethers out until 2022. So they've got to be aware if the price shoots up, that they, they, they can't benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And James, then finally, I was just... I, I, no, go on, Robert. No, no, finally. I, I think I was just going to say that phase two is the last part, which is where it brings all the functionality into Ethereum, and that includes the smart contracts, and probably looks very similar to Ethereum one uh, with all its features, um, but hopefully with a be a lot more scalable. And I, I don't expect we'll see that till twenty twenty two. Until that, so that's that's the that's the current roadmap. I mean, just in terms of scalability, we have uh, other layer one and layer two solutions that are live right now that are offering f- incredible scalability. But just a moment ago, James, you said about an upgrade. I think it'd be nice for your listeners to get a perspective that I think calling it an upgrade is sort of making a mountain into a molehill. This is the culmination of years of work and research by hundreds of developers, a lot of the smartest people in the community. So, um, you know, there's, it's, there's nothing in the code from Ethereum 1 that's going to move to Ethereum 2. Um, and like Steve said earlier, it's all going to be Ethereum, but the phases are named that way. No, always good to hear that. Apologize to all the codes out there, I probably just defended. Um, uh, uh, interesting. One of the things you're talking about is um, staking. Would it? And I'm aware that Tesla is kind of one of, one of the, you know, is, is a leading staking company. I think we have people just to have a, more of an understanding of what just, exactly just, just, staking is. I mean, just what, one thing to mention is mm. we do believe we are a leading staking company, but we're not in staking per se. We're purely Ethereum staking. There's a lot of companies out there that are running lots of different chains. One of one of the ones I know about that we talk to are running 25 different chains. We are an Ethereum specialist. We only operate on Ethereum platform. So if you have Ethereum and you want this done right, we are the one-stop shop for you. And just, I mean, I think it'd be helpful both for listeners to have more of an understanding of what staking actually is from a sort of layperson's perspective. And also, I think it'd be good for people to have 
and as to why it is you focused solely on Ethereum 2 rather than the, the other platforms out there? I, I think I can uh, I certainly can answer that second question based on my own view. I mean, we uh, attestant, most of uh, the founders in the attestant, we all met through Ethereum. And, you know, I started involved in crypto in 2015. I'm probably one of the later ones in the company. But um, for me, Ethereum was the first... I'm a developer, and Ethereum 2 was the first uh, first platform that you know I just suddenly saw that was offering you could program things, so that got my attention. Um, so um, we have been watching the other staking, and you know I've been involved in a few other staking chains, um, but because we the group of people were already involved heavily in Ethereum, um, we believe that you know. We're not really a lot of those faking companies. They're, they're a, lot, a lot of the background is, is infrastructure, and we do offer that infrastructure. But we're also, you know, my my background is also finance. So really, um, if you look at a lot of staking companies, they try to build across um, the horizontal across all these chains, where we're going to build up on the vertical. So we're interested in building on top of what we, you know, our staking is our first. Uh, is our first level, is a base level. Uh, we, we tend to, uh, if, if, if your audience are familiar with the risk-free curve terminology when we talk about the dollar, we believe that staking is the risk-free curve of Ethereum. So, uh, you know... This is like the credit risk-free rate. Yeah. And so what, what we're saying is, is that eventually that would probably be the the lowest return, but it'd be the safest within the Ethereum network. And then all the DeFi and all these other products get built on top of, but the core, you know, the, the core uh, basis of the ecosystem will be staking. It's the, if you think of it as a curve of risk, it should be the lowest risk and the lowest reward. Although, you know, it will take many but, years but, for that but to the, come but out. The safe, but the safest, at the same time being the safest bet. So, so, so I think that, um, that the proof of stake model uh, is something that has been tested on various other chains. Now, with with proof of work, which is the Bitcoin and the old Ethereum one, the algorithms were very similar. The the, the idea was very similar. Um, but with proof of stake, there are it's really rather than proof of work being an algorithm proof of stake is a family of algorithms and a lot of chains have done things very differently so if you understand proof of work you understand proof of work if you understand proof of stake you don't it doesn't mean you understand how all the other chains work because they all work in very different ways Mm -hmm. Um, but the concept's the same the concept is basically that uh, somebody has to validate the transactions and somebody has to create that and you get paid money for that but you also need what stops you putting in invalid transactions or, or just printing your own money. And it's the stake that stops people from doing it. So you're literally putting a deposit bond up and saying, right, these transactions are all good. Everybody else in the network checks them. But if you lie, you can lose a significant amount of your, your stake. So the idea being is that it's better for you not to lie. And part of the thing, part of the... Um, process than try to uh then try to do anything else but you but the, the the proof of stake is the thing that protects the network 
whereas in the proof of work, it's the proof of work that protects the network. So, it's, so these things, so, so, so staking isn't isn't wasn't invented so people get return on their crypto. You know, it is the security of the network, and you are getting paid for putting up your uh, your crypto uh, as as effectively as a bond to the system. And making sure that it, that it all goes, and for that you get you get a reward. And Steve earlier mentioned about the credit risk free rate. This dovetails in perfectly with uh, clients, um, the segment that we're targeting, which is the institutions, the exchanges, the high net worth individuals, and you know they are looking for a return on their funds, um, but they don't want to lose or risk their funds. And James, just to uh, uh, if if your listeners want to. Uh, want to get any more information we've got a lot of small blog posts all about ethereum so uh, some are quite technical details some just give a flavor of the flow uh, and you can find that on the attestant.io uh, posts and and there's probably you know quite a lot of blogs in there for for people just to have a browse uh, that's pretty interesting i'm afraid that that's kind of all we've got time for today it's been absolutely fascinating having you on uh, if anyone listening wants to contact either Steve or Robert, uh, Steve's email address is steve.berryman, that's B-E-R-R-Y-M-A-N, at attestant, A-T-T-E-S-T-A-N-T dot I-O. And Robert's email address is robert.olson, O-L-S-E-N, at attestant dot I-O. Thank you, Stephen, for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really interesting. The pleasure's all ours. Appreciate the invitation. Thank you very much, James.